of course, this morning will be a talk like every other talk. Same message over and over again. But I give it a different title, so maybe you'll say something different. Probably not. Although, every time you hear the same thing over and over, your projections onto it are different. They go unnoticed. You can't really know if you're projecting your mind onto things. The dynamics of ego, of the self-centeredness, of the of eight consciousnesses, of the five skandhas, and all the other forms that are taught traditionally down through the centuries are just about impossible to explore with consciousness, with awareness. You can explore them with concepts, and you can become a scholar. If you're good enough at it, I'll invite you to come here and teach. So it's not particularly a, a, a criticism or critique of scholars. We need them. We really need people who understand the mechanics of consciousness, the way this works to suck itself up into a self that goes to war. Suck itself up into a self that goes to peace. Not separate. Separated, but fundamentally not two different things. If you think there are two different things, You'll fight with yourself and you'll fight with others. There's no enemy anywhere. The title of this uh, morning's Dharma talk is called Hidden Props. Something that's propping things up that is not easy to see, it's not visible. You can't really see that. Especially if you're looking for it. It has that kind of a hidden quality. It's like a magician's trick. You can't really see how it's done. It's quite interesting the way it shows up. Well, so alligators live inside hats. Because that's what he just pulled out of the damn hat, so that's the conclusion I'm going to draw. Of course, that's kind of a stupid metaphor, but on the other hand, if you, if you could see what you're actually doing, you might think it might as well be that, because you think things are true that are not. Am I accusing you of something? hidden props. It is, it is astonishing to find out the degree to which we believe, buy into our thought patterns, our beliefs, our ideas, our concepts. And all of these things, all of this philosophy of the self or of the ego or of the me, all of this protection mechanisms that come out to protect us from, you know, uh, half a million years ago from wolves. I deliberately leave the hell out of the word wolf. your threat. That is not funny. So how, do we, how do we work with that? Now, everyone here, you wouldn't be here if you were happy, enjoying your life, and you found that little switch that goes, happiness. You'd just be there. And it is not heroin. It is not alcohol. It's not even the golf course. It's not even baking. It's not even writing, uh, as, as my son does, writing here. A bicycle with one with the training wheel missing, called a unicycle. Everyone's <laughs> watching that. That's a deliberate poke. <laughs> so, and this isn't for everyone to do. I'm not here to market this. I have no interest in making a lot of money. I'd like to make a little bit more. 
If you're ready to hear this, and I'm ready to tell you, I encourage you to train your mind. You don't have to join. There's nothing to join here. We don't even have membership here. That's deliberate. That's not just some other ploy to make this look more uh, less threatening. It is threatening. Awareness practice is very, very threatening if you're doing it correctly. If you're doing it, when I'm saying correctly, incorrectly. Just using the word, just what else am I going to say? Make up a word. I like to do that. When you see something, it does not mean something else. So anytime you see anything, whatever it is, don't abandon it for your ideas about it, for your concepts, your beliefs, your opinions, your judgments, your paraphernalia of uh, thoughts, <clears throat> apparent truths, and other apparitions. It's very difficult to find the hidden prop. What happens, if, uh, my understanding is, what happens if you continue to train the mind, if you continue to, uh, an image that uh, recently gave a talk called uh, ego fasting or something like that. And that's the idea that when you're, uh, when you're walking around doing things, picking up things, putting things away, telling people things, receiving, listening, here, which you probably don't do a lot of, Producing, 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 producing in the mind, producing in your your uh, body, body language, and so on. Uh, that supports the self. The self. I am the person who's moving around. So it reifies, re, re. It endorses the the very subtle belief, subtle but uh, uh, might as well be concrete, that there is someone, that there is a solid being in the skandha form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. That that gets together, joins hands, those. Dynamics join hands and say, me, me and my world, me and my stuff, me and my ideas, me and my really bad ideas. You've got to be humble. But it's about producing a someone that knows something or doesn't know something, and so on and so forth. Where was I going with that? If you sit down, find some time in your life, whether you're a Buddhist or not, or whether you're just interested in it, or whether you're interested in training your mind, or whether you continue to be a, uh, a, a Wiccan or a Roman Catholic, uh, you name it, anything, you can still train your mind. You don't have to suddenly believe in Buddhism. I don't even believe in Buddhism. I'm a, I'm a fully ordained Buddhist monk, and I'm the abbot of this mon monastery, self-appointed. <laughs> Should I call myself? I think I'll call myself the yeah. I didn't do it right away. It just seemed to be necessary out of how this looks, not out of I need to have that as a structure. So there's nothing to join. There's nothing for, you don't have to abandon something else to do something else. So you don't have to believe in Buddhism. Buddhism is a is a, my understanding of it is that it is a way, a path of revealing the fundamental truth of existence. The Buddha didn't mess around. It took him a while, going in circles, and then he went down into his consciousness, 
I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure, but the way what he produced he certainly didn't come out of a bunch of uh, philosophy. It came out of looking at consciousness. What is this? Sickness, aging, and death. Here's sickness, aging, and death right outside the temple steps. Sickness, aging, death, and, and a monk, or a sannyasin, or a, a um, holy person, or a wanderer. And though he had, as the story goes, had the opportunity to become king, his dad, who was a king, really wanted this uh, prince to do that, as the legend goes. He wanted to do something else. You could say, lucky for us. Of course, Buddhism isn't the only uh, wisdom teaching there is. It's just probably one of the largest ones. And it's just a structure. It's a way to do it. It's just a way to, that you could work with this. There's nothing to believe in here. Believing in this is extra. Believing actually starts to cover things up. And it starts to secure whatever uh, uh, little rat tails are sticking out from under the door of ego. It's, it tends to protect those. You don't need it. You can actually see all the way to the bottom and see there isn't anyone there. There isn't anyone. This does not mean it's absent. That's a misunderstanding. And that's one of the props. You're looking for absence in the relative sense. You're looking for an empty something. Well, the translation of the Sanskrit word shunyata is empty. It's empty. So what is it empty of? It's empty of other. It's empty of anything else. Shoki, did I give you permission? You know? You don't need Michael. You said that you can't necessarily see what props up the ego, but you also say that we can um, go without and see to the center of the earth or something along those lines. So I wasn't that fancy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I can't really remember what you said, but that's good. So what's if we can't see it, then how can we see it? That's how we see it. Because it is not dependent upon, it's not dependently arisen. The world, as uh, was taught uh, uh, in the form of the 12 links of the chain of existence, which I'm not going to go in through because I can't even remember them. I have remembered them, but right now, I'm kind of like Jennifer, I can't remember. <laughs> you knew that was coming, didn't you? <laughs> but it's not necessary to memorize everything and have your mind flooded with all kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, conceptual escape hatches. You don't need it unless you want to show up really uh, want to impress your uh, fellow mendicants. Right at the beginning of the talk, you said you can't know you're projecting your mind on the stuff and don't understand how you can't see projections. Well, the, the let me uh, simply, uh, you see something and you, and you project onto it and then you, and then you receive what you projected as if it was there instead of it was you, as if it was something other. 
so you, you, you project, to use a very visual view, something occurs, you know, Rumi walks into the room. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't want to. So Rumi crawls, no, he doesn't crawl again. Rumi's mommy brings Rumi into the room, and you, as soon as you see Rumi, you immediately project on Rumi. Did you know that? I mean, you know it conceptually, but do you, do you, can you feel that you're, can you feel, can you sense that you're, you're separating yourself from the very world that is your, that you're not separate from? Separated, and we tend to increase that separation by, by, our, by our projections, and then we add on to that, we believe that, or else we, we don't believe it, or else we ignore passion, aggression, ignorance, belief, disbelief, ignorance. More, please help me. When I'm thinking of like when you do the opening the eye mind, and that's something I struggle with. I can't. I have difficulty seeing the shapes and not the content. So it appears that I'm seeing my your projection. Question? Well, how is that not seeing the projection of um, concepts that you are seeing? So when you say you can't see it, what what are you talking about in particular that you can't see when it comes to projection? That's in who I'm talking to. I mean, it's a general, it's a generality, but each person does this in, in their own way. And then when I talk to people face to face, which uh, I like to do, uh, I'm able to see. You know, it's not because I'm so great; it's because they're so great, because they're showing me who they are. Everyone does this all the time. They do it all the time, everywhere. And then I see exactly how much permission I have to help them or not. Your question. Can I ask the original question? I would really like that. The original question came from you saying that you can't know you're projecting your mind onto stuff. No. And I was wondering if you could say in what way we can and cannot see projection. So we can we can know that we're projecting in that we're uh, that we're miserable, and we believe our thought patterns, and we believe our emotions. We have an emotion. And there's attributes. It's not that you don't have an emotion. You think you're having it. It's not that you don't have that emotion doesn't appear. You think that's your emotion. I feel terrible. I feel really good. Me, 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 me and my world, my stuff. I must be drinking enough water because I feel so much better. I'm eating just the right amounts of rutabaga. I'm being silly, but I'm just saying we, we, we attribute and then we back it up with, I was going to say that Sanskrit word. Say it. Back it up with what's that other word? Malarkey. We back, we sink it, and then we back it up with something else. And then we have pretty soon you walk into the room of that particular idea, and there's a whole stack of things that are reinforcing, supporting that. And then conversations, which is what I call what happens at Starbucks. Have, you know, chat and chats. Conversations because their uninspected, unrealized minds are interacting with each other. And, and performing the act of creating an imaginary community that looks real. That's how society goes. That's what our culture is. Our culture is incredibly ignorant. Even though we're, have, we're able to make phones that anytime you say the word Atrazebi, uh, which comes out of 1950s Mad Magazine, uh, it, the Google immediately starts looking for that to see if it can sell you some of it. Doesn't it? And they do that to you, and they did it to you, and it does it to everybody. We're being listened to. 
So, what do we do about that? Train your mind. Train your mind so that so that you, <clears throat> the very one thing you have a say so about, like this, I'll be very very definite. You can get up from the kitchen table, from the breakfast table, from the couch, and walk over to the wall and sit down, sit down, and hold hold still, and starve your ego. Yes, sir. What is the fear that arises when relating to a teacher? You think you're somebody that's threatened. You think you're that somebody's going to see what you're really doing. <laughs> and I, yeah, I can see it. I was taught by someone who that's how he taught me, Jogim Trumpa Rinpoche. With all of his bad press these days, still he was a, he was a he was a Mahasiddha, he was a Bhadra master. And he. His presence, I am nobody compared to him. Just his presence, he didn't have to say anything. And it's not magic, it's just that he was completely, he was so present that it was like a black hole of consciousness. Anybody, you talk to anybody who met him back in the 70s, early on, uh, you walk into the into room where he was there, and everybody's mind just stops running. That's how not separate he was. Not two, not separated, and completely intact. Oh, I've got a lot of hands up. Go ahead. I'm wondering about the if there's degrees of realization. There are. But then, you know, you might have a ladder that has lots of rungs, but if you see what this is, it's a one-rung ladder. But you might have to go up and down that a lot to before you crawl between the two middle rungs. Yeah. Did Trungpa what? Did Trungpa have some sort of realization that was 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 deeper, or was it something about his karma that that? Not separate. You couldn't. You can't locate any because of or because of. But he was he was completely manifesting. I I, I think he had really really difficult karma. I don't know. I never talked to the guy about that. We talked about this. But his, what he had to go through to even get here, uh, it's like, yeah, you can go to America and teach, but first we're going to put you through a meat grinder. If you come out the other end, maybe you can teach. Maybe you might die. Of the 300 people, I think, that left, if you read Born in Tibet, that left on that journey through the Himalaya, uh, 25 made it? 25? Less. Less than 25 made it out. He was one of them. And in the and midway in there, at some point, this is the part that was really nuts. This is the most, the only thing I really remember vividly uh, from that book. He's trying to escape the Chinese. And instead of continuing to let you go, he stops, pitches a tent, and goes into retreat for two weeks. Train your mind. That was a teaching. He, he was teaching from the moment he was born. But how he teach, how he taught was extremely outrageous. He's an outrageous teacher. Anything else? Andrew, or I mean, uh, what was your name again? Tiyuza. Tiyuza, thanks. How can something be empty of other and self-existent? Same thing. Same thing, not separate. Shoto. You're talking about Trungpa, you said he was so not separate that he was like a black hole of consciousness. How can someone be more not separate than? That's how it seemed. 
That was my projection. You don't have to get rid of projections, just know that they're projections. And the way you, you have to kind of come in through the back door to mm -hmm. see that it's a projection. You have to look back on it. And then it may come and it may go, because you cannot see dependent origination. That's why it's called dependent origination. You can't find it anywhere. It doesn't even look like it works. But this causes that, causes that, causes that. It's not linear. It's, it's all at once, all at once. Falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. All at once. Nothing to do. It's all at once. Their time and space are gone. It's not that you don't have a physical form moving through time and space. Of course you do. I'm not talking about shutting down on, on your sense fields and your uh, consciousness from uh, out of the absolute has been downloaded into a physical form and then we assume we are somebody. We assume we're a personality and the causes and conditions that come and, and make this up out of cause and effect uh, it may, it might even make us feel like we've had past lives. Not particularly. Yes, sir. Would you consider that a, a projection that's intended to magnetize us to train our minds? What? What did you say? What you just well, you said when you uh, uh, when you saw trunk, but it was like a black hole, and then you, you, you related to us that, that was your projection at that time. It was. But when you related your projection to us it, it, in, in the seat that you're sitting here, yeah, using it as a teaching though, yeah, is that a way to magnetize us to train our minds? Yes. Thank you. Other questions? When you talk about Chogyam, seeing Chogyam as a black hole, and you say that that was your protection of him? Probably. I don't know. But probably. What's the area of that projection that's a shared experience where you can say that's an aspect of him? Aspect of who? Robert? What did I ask you? If you, if you had a really strong presence or a black hole kind what of What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the question? What's what's the how can that be your projection but a, a, a shared experience? It's just, it, it, there, there isn't there isn't any one there's no projector there. So the projections once there's no projector then the projections are coming out of, of the causes and conditions that are actually when I say actually more than likely I can't see beyond the, my hand but more than likely are, are no longer meddled with or interfered by anyone's individual karma. Your individual desires, hopes, fears are not the point anymore. You still have them, you still feel, wake up uh, with nightmares, and you still uh, uh, have difficulty with uh, a, a habit or something like that, and that's still happening. It's still gonna happen because the karma is here, so you're not going to change this particular, somewhat, you can change it, you can jog and get stronger or faster, you can lift weights, or you can do all, you, know, you, can, you can diet a certain way and pop, uh, uh, if, you, if you understand what's happening there. You can, you can modify lots of things, but you can't do, the fundamental situation is dependently arisen. And so when you stop insisting on something, when I say don't, don't, don't believe it, don't disbelieve it, and don't look away, that's consciousness only. And that's the, the rudiments of it. If you can do that, which is, which is a non-doing, and the way you train to do that is sit down, hold still, face the wall, and watch it. You can't possibly stop thinking, you've got no say-so, and you don't even know who's producing these. Uh, one elf after another turns into possums, and then into mushrooms, and then into hamburgers. No. You've thought before, haven't you? 
You've thought before, have you? Yeah. I thought you were a thinker. I thought you were a thinker. Just what I thought. More about that? Uh, I have more about my earlier question. I don't mind the past. <laughs> uh, what is it that the teacher sees you doing that triggers fear? Yeah, the teacher sees you. I don't know about other teachers. I'm just talking about this person who is showing up in that way. Uh, the person sees the way you cover things up. And so if you keep coming to that teacher, then that teacher can can look at you and they will know. This is my way of imagining the whole thing. I don't know for sure. Uh, it could be all wrong from the point of relative truth. I don't really know. I just work with it like it shows up. Some people come to me are completely... But the fancy word is devoted. I don't need anybody's, anyone's devotion. I don't need anything. Well, I need them. <laughs> so, and the person that does that will show me the way in which they're confused. That they that they keep coming enough. So, and and I know I can't do it for them. That's what I saw. My, what my my teacher did as I I noticed in contrast between me and other people. I was getting, all, I wasn't being negated or neglected, but I was being related to very directly. And it was very, very simple. I would tell him about how horrible this was for me, and all he would say is, you could do it. And it's like, again? What? Again? And then he would say, keep sitting. That's, that's all I got. I didn't get anything else. I didn't say, he didn't say, come and be my servant. He didn't say, give me your money. He didn't say anything. And Coben uh, was the, that was lesson number one. Lesson number two was Coben. Asking him for help, he ignored me. Literally. Or else responded in such a way they didn't have time for me. Best thing that could have happened to me at, at the stage of working in my mind that I was at, that's the best thing that could have happened. It was a fundamental disappointment. Yes, sir. Um. In meditation, um, how do you how do you learn to not like? Because the mind automatically seems to associate and project. I hear you. What's the question? Uh, how do you how do you learn to uh, not do that? You don't have to. You don't have to not stop doing that. That's what's so amazing about it. Here's what you have to do since you've asked the question: find some time every day, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever you can. More is better in this case. That's why I recommend block sitting. You know about that. Sit down, hold still, just observe. Just sit on the bank of the river, watch the fish go, watch the river flow, watch the clouds flow, watch the movement through contrast. You hold as still as you can and observe the contrast. You don't have to stop projecting. You don't have to change. You don't have to be someone else. There isn't anyone else. This is very, very tentative. The situation we're in right now is very tentative. And from the point of view of time and space, it's very, very impermanent. But what is real is completely not in danger at all. Who you actually are is it's hilarious the way people run and hide behind their props. You don't need them. We don't even know that they're, you don't even know it's a prop. If you know it's a prop, you could get kind of embarrassed about the way you've been insisting on some aspect of things you thought was actually true. But that can't be, you can't think your way into enlightenment. 
I'm not saying you can't make some kind of relative progress where you know more, you know the 12 links in the chain of existence, you know all the different schools of Buddhism, and you know who is insisting on this and that, and who is vegetarian and who doesn't care, and who is uh, the different ones that are very strong hierarchies and schools in the United States that actually demand that you follow exactly what they did in ancient Japan. Well, there was no ancient Japan in the time of the Buddha. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do that. You should do what you think you should do. Don't do what I say. Don't even believe anything I say. You're here listening, so you can consider it. More? No, train your mind. The more you feel like you don't know, uh, the, the deeper you're going into that forest we call identity. You, you, we have all these hidden props back there that are supporting the me feeling that thinks there is a self that's in danger, needs protection, and there is a self that needs respect, needs to be uplifted by others. Oscar from Houston has a question. Oscar. Um, two parts, actually. During awareness practice, what is the space between being aware of a sensation and the next sensation? And secondly, is that a prop as well? It, uh, maybe a little bit, but it's just uh, it's, it's transitory. And uh, I would say to you, Oscar, specifically, do nothing with it. You've already done all you need to do, you're just aware of it, and you're able to convert that awareness into a concept about it. That's enough. Go no further. Don't, 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 no more elaboration. Just, just the first thought, and Trump Rinpoche even wrote a book, or published a book of poems called First Thought, Best Thought. It just means, because it's actually not a thought, it's just your first understanding of something shows up as a form in consciousness. It, it's the first stages of a, uh, of a, something, a phenomenon, some kind of something, that's it, something. And that is, uh, when you begin to see what it is, that is a mirror. It's, it's separated, but so we use the idea, the mirror idea as a separate part so you can actually see that it's showing you what you are. It's an amazing thing. It's called Ordinary Magic by the Dorje Drottle of Mukpo, Trungpa Rinpoche. Yeah. I think you're hitting. I think you're hitting on the question I have: is how, how is observe, how is observing not thinking? But that's my question. Good one. <laughs> how is observing not thinking? It may be. It may be thinks the thought, but the thoughts are actually they come into the room as equals: sense of touch, taste, smell, all the other sense fields, including the. The, the seventh consciousness, which is actually the thinking part, and the eighth consciousness is the storehouse. Everything is opened up. All the, all the presence is not even Christmas. Everything gets opened up. Everything starts showing up as not not a self, and it is vast and unnameable and uncountable. And it may appear like when we start to enter that, we uh, a question might like that might arise. But that way of thinking, it just put uh, uh, let's put it this way. You, Thoughts have been put in their place. They're actually they're actually doing what they're supposed to do, is help you get from here to there as a physical being. They're not meant to uh, decide on the nature of reality necessarily. Yes. More? Good question. No, I, I, I'm going to work with that. Thank you. Good. Don't work too hard. <laughs> Take a lot of breaks. Take a lot of breaks and face the wall. <laughs>
There you go. Take a lot of breaks. You know, wall breaks, wall gazing. Break. You go fast. Actually, I'm thinking about taking a taking a, a camping retreat. Good just idea. Go camping with the dog and, and just leave the dog at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 well, I said, can't keep the dog on the leash all day, so it's best to leave the dog. Yeah, I, I, yeah, sort of Dogs aren't dogs. That's animal home. They're not ready when they get now. Being around you will provide a situation where where your dog can possibly come into the human realm in a few more lifetimes. But right now, he's already not separated from the place that you're going. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Freedom Mountain. If we see that we're preferring thought to another sense, should we endeavor to include the others? Well, when I say include, uh, it used to be just an inclusion. It's almost like they just don't exclude it. If it's showing up and you don't exclude it, you don't go to the negative area, then, it, then it, it's fine. It's like having, uh, you know, to ego, it feels like having homeless people come into your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it feels like it. It is not that, but it, it can feel like that because we feel threatened. Like, don't have anybody. I like you, but I can't help you. More about that. Take it. Take it a. Take it a level deeper. It's a good question. And just so you'll know. It might be interesting for you to hear this. I've totally forgotten what he said. I have no interest in what he said. It's not that I'm not interested, but I, I, don't, I don't have no use for it. I have no use for anything. But I'm not getting rid of anything. But use is passion. Getting rid of something is aggression. Ignoring something is shutting down and acting like it's not there. But if it just naturally comes and goes, then it's called Alzheimer's. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a good not, a, not funny. I retract that. Can I retract? Thank you. What I'm trying to say is that, that the way we tend to tag along with things uh, in order to kind of build up our point or win the argument, I don't have any argument. What's the difference between including and not excluding? From the point of view of wisdom, they're not separate. They're, they're because from the wisdom position, which is not separate, which doesn't have any dimensional quality to it, which doesn't have a path in the future, doesn't have a success and failure, is not tied into the eight worldly dharmas of winning, losing, life and death, and all the polarities that we all know about. That it's not it's not tied into that. So it's so you. You might find yourself including things. You might find yourself excluding or walking away from things. You'll be functioning, as far as other people are concerned, like just kind of totally ordinary, except you're living out of, to use the, the exotic word, you're living out of reality, and other people are living out of self-interest, albeit very high, highfalutin self-interest, like part of a, of a you know, peace march or part of a, some kind of campaign to save the world or whatever. And you, if this is uh, your situation, you you may you may teach people, you may not. You may uh, you may move to Montana, start up, grow, start raising mountains. 
Remember Frida Mountain? Those names are not arbitrary. Yes. How do we know we're living out of reality? You won't. It's not, it's not something you know about. I mean, I can talk about it because I've got to say something. I don't have to say something. You've got to stay home. What is reality? What does the dictionary say? <laughs> Look it up. Dictionary, uh, dictionary would say something. So I think it, I think it's just uh, what is uh, substantial. And of course, borrow this. What are we going to do? Substance? Substantial? It's not even that. It's it's. Uh, there's no there's no uh, time space situation happening. Time and space is impermanence. So it's something that is. Uh, you could say it was permanent to use a relative term, but even that misses the point. Eternity is a relative word that points to something that is ultimate. Is Buddha nature reality? Completely. That's a word that points to something that can't be t discussed. We have to say something. Uh, you know, as I said, we don't have to say something, but if we see people suffering and we have an understanding about something, and other people are, you could say, missing the point, and in such a simple way, they're just missing the point, then you might say, uh, then they might look at you and talk to you and say, can you help me? And then you would say, what do you want? I want to know how to not feel this way or feel horrible or be miserable or feel suicidal. And then you don't interfere with their karma. You don't try to make them into somebody else. You meet them where they're at. And if you're meeting somebody where they're, where they're at, actually meeting them where, where they're at, you're not separate from them. But the ego mind, if I don't care how highfalutin a teacher is or what a great reputation, if they have not completely understood this, they will keep their distance from the from the person and slightly, very subtly condescend to the, stu to the student. Uh, true teacher, or as it said in the ancient times, uh, Satguru or Satguru, true teacher doesn't con can't condescend because there isn't anybody else. So when something appears as someone else and that someone else starts to talk, then the one who understands this, because of their understanding, they want to help people. Their fundamental reason for even still existing is, is to help others where they're at and with their permission. So you can't you can't take someone's karma that needs to go this way for three more lifetimes or some millennia and try to interfere with it to make it into something else. That's a misunderstanding. Pretty high level one, but it's a misunderstanding. hidden props become visible to us? Through awareness practice. And, and as we do it here, through not only awareness practice, but through interacting with other people who are interacting with a teacher, uh, interacting with other people who are practicing in, with, in a, with a different dynamic because their karma is different, their style is different, their, their way of being confused is different. That's why it's so valuable. I often say to people, especially people who are frustrated about the book study, because some of the things we study here you know, it would give me a headache. So that's why I make you study them. You to have the headache. So it's not exactly that way. Well, what, it, what it is, it's, a, it's about community, it's about Buddha. 
Dharma, Sangha, Buddha Dharma Sangha, the three jewels. This is the structure that I ran into a long time ago that seemed to work for me to, this person to begin to train my mind in a way that was, would, be, would fundamentally, capital F, fundamentally help me. I just cover things over with a bunch of soup and syrup and beliefs. Is there a particular um, behavior that might arise that would be a clue to us uh, dealing with a hidden prop? Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as you, something happens, you get angry. Something happens, and you get happy. Something happens that you want to distract yourself from. So that reveals the three poisons, and those are the way we do it. And that, that's, you don't have to get rid of the three poisons because it's just relative truth. But what that does is that points to an imagined self, parikalpata, it points to a, uh, to a svabhava or a being who is having this anger or having this. And this, this happens uh, in a, you know, instantaneous. There's, there's no space between those two. So it just happens and we, 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 put, on the, the, we put on the robes of selfhood and we start to progress and push our agenda or, or, or pretend to be selfless. Anyone who's pretending to be selfless or holy, you might run into that if you, it's called the stink of Zen. Go into a monastery where people are made to keep silent. That's part of the problem of that. People get to shut up. You don't shut up here unless you're facing the wall. If you get up off the, even in Zendo, you can talk in here. Why? Because I didn't just follow the orders of the Soto Shu in Japan. I looked at what was happening, and it just nobody think it up. I just think people need to talk to each other. Sangha. So we, we talk, we interact all the time, unless you're sitting. Unless you're sitting next to somebody, you say, hey, how's it going for you? <laughs> I just pictured that happening. That's something that's where it came for me. You want to see not me that this old man all wrinkled up and getting ready to go into the back into the elements but I, I am what you want to see I am that as, 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 uh, nobody so don't don't fight with your feelings if you have really negative feeling, feelings this is not separate from the Buddha don't believe a word I say don't risk disregard anything uh, look away from it don't, don't do anything with it but just experience just live your life be be who you are be genuine the very karma that's happening to you and some students I have are, are really miserable because of the things they're going through. It's, I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm just saying, do anything with it. And also don't work to try to accept it. That's another cover-up. It's like you might as well be putting tarpaulin over your experience. Don't do that. You know, you know, you know take it on the chin. That came from the 1950s, I'll tell you. <laughs> My stepdad's a big baby. Get out there and take it on the chin. My first uh, teacher. Yikes. That was not fun. We have a few minutes if there's Michael. What would taking for some what would taking something for granted look like? Uh, you 
a simple way of putting it is something if you refer to some kind of concept or idea that you you just think that that's true and that's just a standard and you as soon as you see it you just use it to bounce off from to live your life in a relative plus minus success failure way whereas the meditator he she they will uh, sit and that will start to show up and if the person is dependently risen so it depends on where the person's at and what the person's how much they practice. I mean, there's so many relative things that come into it, uh, and one of them is the awareness practice. They may continue to just look, well, not even investigate that. But that's what, if you see something uh, by, by looking into the forest of uh, unknowing, which is, uh, which is the, uh, the, the Ali Vijnana, or the Eighth Consciousness, just a way of talking about it, you know, might be uh, uh, 0.3 consciousness, I don't know. But it's, but it's some aspect of the mind that, that is hidden. And so by, by looking there, this one can show up in there, it can show up out here. Because it's dependent arisen, there's innumerable, uncountable numbers of things that are supporting that particular prop. Just belief in uh, anything. Belief in past lives. Don't do it. Don't believe in anything. Don't look away from anything. You've heard me say this over and over and over again. People are very, very susceptible to belief, disbelief, and ignorance. It's just that we, we can't hardly do anything. So it's not about getting rid of those. Just be aware that you're starting to get attached to something. Don't detach, please. Be genuine. Your karma that is beyond your personality, but not separate from it, it will take you this way and take you that way. Just being in, the, in this room is uh, called uh, free and well-favored. You're free to come here. You did. You're well favored in that you, you're not, you know, you're listening. You're asking questions. You're well favored in that your mind isn't so clogged up with beliefs, ideas, opinions, judgments, uh, presumptions about the way things work. You can come in here and say, it might only be just for a few minutes. So I'm going to come in and give the old man a benefit of the doubt for an hour. Go ahead. What's the difference between believing something and giving something the benefit of the doubt? So, uh, believing something is, uh, is you stop looking. You start looking at your idea about something. As soon as you look at this and stop looking at what it is, then you're looking at what you think it is. It's easier for somebody to steal it because you think you're still looking at it. Somebody took it. That's not a very good metaphor. But it's like that. It's like, well, I got that down. You won't say that to yourself. You just assume that you know what that is. So, so why should you uh, investigate further? So, investigate everything. Go, go, whatever it is. If it shows up, what is that? You can say the two ways you can do. Who is this, and what is that? That's uh, even that is is used in the uh, ancient Indian tradition. Uh, Ramana Maharshi used that Atma Vichara or self inquiry. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Going in this way, his way of teaching. Did I answer your question? Don't know. What What did I say that you don't know? What's the difference between observing and investigating? I like that. it. 
See what you did to that? That question was what I'm talking about. But it's not, it doesn't show up as a question in your mind necessarily. You just, you, you just see the, you see the, I'm, I'm inventing this for you, but it, I don't know what your version of it is, but it's probably something like, Am I investigating? Am I observing? Or am I, am I, is this observing? Is this investigating? I don't want to interfere with that process. This is your path. I'm here to say, do it. That's all I got from my teachers. Keep going. Do it. Go ahead. If we can't abandon relativity, then how can we incorporate relative understanding into our practice? Don't have to incorporate it. Just don't accept, don't ignore, don't look away. It's the three poisons. That's the, that's the uh, very simple analysis of samsara. And there's elaborations on that, and people have written tons on that. You can go in that, you can go that direction, you can just watch it. What you just asked, those are not separate. Relative truth, this is the ultimate. This is the Buddha. This is the Buddha. This is the Buddha. This is the Buddha. This, the, everything here is wide awake. Everything is a wide awake. But not... It doesn't align with your idea of awake necessarily. Your idea of awake is uh, you have your own stage set, and you know you you uh, you have your own cast of characters, and you have your own casting service, and you know, everything's structured so you just let so many things in, and they have to check their ID at the door and see if they have any credentials and so on. Buddha Dharma without credentials, awakened Buddha, awakened Dharma truth, without credentials, no proof of anything. I'm not saying that proof in some areas isn't incredibly valuable, of course, but it has to be a strong relative. You know, this is in the teachings too. Fire is hot, not an opinion. Gophers bite, not an opinion. Ever been bitten by a gopher? Nor have I. So maybe I should be speaking like that. So I'd be, I'm being silly, but I'm just saying that earth is hard. Fire is. Uh, uh, Fire is wet. No, fire is hot. Water is wet. Earth is hard. Space is. Space is airy. <laughs> consciousness or uh, consciousness is untraceable. But consciousness, as I've said, probably hundreds of times or at least dozens, consciousness always finds its own form. If it's not meddled with. Don't meddle with anything. Don't try to be somebody else. There isn't anyone else. And that's why it's so seductive. Because you think there's, you can get better. There's no, there's no, but what's progress on the path? Go read Progressive Stages of Meditation, meditation on Emptiness. Ten times, like Temple Sojourn John so encourages his students. Did he ever tell you to do that? Or you could just read the title. I've been saying for years, if, if a book is really good, just read the title. Except for my book, because it's just every page, every page is a title. I'm, like, I'm promoting my book. First thought, best thought. I wanted to promote it further. You want to? Yeah. Oh, good. I want to make an audio book for it. Take over. Do it. Make a rap book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got into rap last night. It sounded pretty good, but you got to leave out all of the the Sanskrit words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would do a rap. If, if I thought I, I would do it myself, I thought it would help people. But I think that might scare them off. <laughs>
that kind of can't wrap. One final question, if there's one out there. Yes, sir. Um, if everything is impermanent and uh, relative, what is substantial? The, I use a, I'll continue to use a, a met, the same kind of metaphor. The space in which, which space, which is nothing. The space in which those things occur, show up and go away. Space doesn't do anything. And you are not separate from this, but your ultimate nature if you're going to be related to anything, metaphorically, it would be like space. Consciousness is like space. It's not space, but it's like that, that dynamic. So anything that happens needs an environment to occur in. A chair needs to have a room, unless it's sitting on the roof. Who put it there? The guy who was painting the roof. And it goes on and on and on. Why would they paint the roof? Well, it needed painting. I mean, you could just, you can, you can, this is what novelists do. It's what, what uh, J.K. Rowling does. She just sits down and just watches her mind and reports. You know, it's just, uh, nobody creates anything. There is creation and there's destruction, as long as there's a relative situation. But nobody gets credit. And if you think you do, it's rather distasteful to see that. If you go into the theistic area, it's very distasteful to see somebody think they're God. Think that they're the most important person. Not wrong. It's just causes and conditions that happened with that particular individual showed up and everything supported it. There has to be a lot of support behind that kind of thing. Very good. Thank you so much.